you're up early. Good for you. And welcome to the pre-W Smith Show on 760 WJR. All right. I'm your host, Jeff Sloan. Good to have you with us. You know, just checked uh, outside the window. Sun just starting to come up. Time to get up, guys. Let's go. All right. You know, when you think of the state of Michigan, and boy, aren't we lucky to live here in the state of Michigan for many reasons. But one of the reasons it's great to live here in the state, of course, for those of us that do live here, we know the Great Lakes, the Great Lakes, this national treasure surrounding both the lower peninsula, the upper peninsula on on all three sides. I guess that defines a peninsula. So we've got these beautiful Great Lakes, that one of the largest bodies of fresh water in the world. Did you know, by the way, that the state of Michigan has more shoreline than any other state in the country, 10,000 miles of it. That's amazing. When we talk lakes, people think lakes, they think it's a little pond or something. Of course, those of us, again, who know, the Great Lakes are mini oceans. These are huge bodies of fresh water. As I said, a national, not only a national treasure from a tourism standpoint, from a sportsman standpoint, but more than that, as we head into the future, I can't think of anything more important than having access to fresh water for so many reasons. And we've got it. And we've got it, but we also, what comes with that is a stewardship, a sense of stewardship that we need to take care of this national treasure. And there's trouble brewing on the grandest Great Lake of them all, Lake Superior. We've got a story just published in MLive.com, published by Garrett Ellison. He's a reporter covering Michigan environment, natural resources, and the Great Lakes. And he's, uh, he's written an article on Lake Superior there's a $1 billion eco disaster that is swallowing the coastline along Lake Superior. We got to know about this. We better get on it. What's going on, Garrett? Well, what's been going on is actually something that's been happening over the course of the last century. There is something that's swallowing the coastline and smothering the lake bed up along the Keweenaw coastline, and it's called stamp sands. And what it really is, it's just historic mine tailings, it's crushed waste rock from copper mining that occurred between 1901 and 1930. And, you know, there's, you know, about 50 billion pounds of it was dumped in a pile back, you know, a hundred years ago. And it's just been slowly eroding down the coastline and it's becoming an ever larger problem and yeah. more expensive problem to deal with. Is this relatively localized or I mean, how, how uh, far reaching is this problem? Well, it really covers a lot of the Keweenaw coast on both sides, right? I mean, a lot being not, not all of the Keweenaw coast, right? But, you know, we're talking multiple places of this around the Keweenaw Peninsula. And the, the one that's getting the most focus and the most attention is uh, the sand pile that from the Mohawk mine. And it was dumped in a pile in a community called Gay. Mm-hmm. And it's eroding down uh, the eastern shore of the Keweenaw coast. It's headed towards the, well, it's reached the Little Traverse River. And what it's doing is it's covering up a vital fish spawning reef right? that commercial fishermen up there rely on. It's just smothering the reef. And it's the kind of thing where, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a major source of lake trout and whitefish in Michigan's uh, Lake Superior waters. Huge economic benefit, particularly for the Keweenaw Bay Indian tribe and other tribal fishermen in those waters. Right now, it, there's a major effort underway, I guess, over the last 10 years or so to dredge in areas to try and save the harbor, the Traverse Harbor, from being filled in. And there's a final report and plan that's going to be proposed here this summer in July 
and some cost figures were being attached to it. And um, it was a little difficult to, when reporting the story, to actually pull those cost figures out ahead of the final report. But some state and federal officials did tell me that the ballpark figure is in the billion-dollar range to uh, to address this, essentially dredge that stuff out of the lake, stick it back in the pile, and then build a huge rock wall around it or build a new landfill for this stuff somewhere um, you know, north of Houghton-Hancock area. And it's not only coating the coastline. I mean, this is not an aesthetic issue. I mean, even though it is, maybe it, this is not the the primary concern, as you say, is the fishing, the the reefs, and the other. Like this is coating the bottom of the lake as well, pretty significantly. Yeah, you know, this is a, a problem you can see from space, right? If you oh. get your Google Maps out, go to Keweenaw Peninsula, look for Gay, Michigan. You know, you can see the gray coastline and the enormity of these sands on the beach. And what you would see is really only half of you know, the amount of stamp sands that are there. The rest is in the water. That's covering this really vital fish spawning reef. So it's definitely more than just an aesthetic issue along the coast, although it's mostly an ecological concern that right now, uh, ecological and economic, right? This fish spawning reef is a huge yeah. source of economic benefit for the region. But, you know, in speaking to people in the area, there's some concerns, you know, as to what type of metals and copper residuals that this stuff leaches in the water. I mean, it's definitely toxic enough to aquatic organisms that it's it's killing off a lot of fish and other sort of like benthic organisms in the, on this reef. But, you know, I was talking to a fisherman who fishes uh, in that area, and he said he's got family who have property along the coast and everybody are on wells up there. And, you know, there's just worry like, okay, well, so this stuff is coating the coast, it's coating the lake bed around there. What does that mean for people who draw drinking water from, you know, in the near shore area? Garrett, the uh, key question here is what can we do to arrest and address this problem? Is the situation hopeless or can we fix it? Yeah, well, we're definitely behind this problem. It had a bit of a a head start over the, the last century. There's been definitely dredging and stuff over the last 10 years or so that's been trying to essentially buy time to figure out what to do about this, right? They've been targeted dredging. Let's, let's keep the harbor open. Let's, let's get the stuff, uh, you know, away from the reef as much as we can. But it's going to be a huge cost to essentially clean the bottom of the lake. There's a type of uh, dredging like called hydraulic dredging where they suction it off the bottom and you can't do that with this problem because it stirs up the leachate or it stirs up sort of the toxic residuals and the metals that are in the stuff because this is crushed mining ore. And so they have to go in with the old fashioned way with cranes and barges and scoop it out. And that's according to the Army Corps of Engineers, that has substantially increased the, the total cost of, you know, a remedy here. And if you go up there, you can see the difference between the natural sand beach and the stamped sand beach. It's like dark, black, lifeless beach, and regular beach, right? And there's a separation there at this river mouth. You know, if they do nothing, there's a cost there as well because these sands are not going to stop. You know, Mother Nature is just going to keep doing what she does, sending them south along the coast. You know, so there's a cost either way. Incredible. Speaking of cost, who picks up the cost, the billion dollars it's going to take to clean this up? Right now, you know, according to state and federal officials, they're, they're looking to Congress. You know, I think the the quote from the Army Corps is this project is going to take some serious congressional horsepower. So that's going to be essentially the American taxpayer picking this up. There has been some over the 
course of the last decade or so, there's been about 14 million spent already to kind of deal with the problem through various Great Lakes restoration funding programs through the EPA, the Keweenaw Bay Indian Tribe and the Great Lakes Indian Fish and Wildlife Commission has been uh, putting some money towards it as well. Yeah, Garrett Ellison, you're a reporter covering Michigan environment, natural resources, and Great Lakes issues. You've just published an article in MLive.com highlighting a critical threat to Lake Superior, and hopefully that'll help get some action here in the very near future so we can address this problem as soon as possible. Garrett, thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate having me on. Back in a minute right here on the Pre-W Smith Show. <laughs> 